Thanks for listening to the Refuel Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. All right. So, um, before we get into the lesson and we're talking about the body of Christ, um, I want you to help me say thank you to a few people that have really been working hard. Um, not just to bring us back into the building, but since we had to stop coming together in a building in March. Um, the first would be um, April. She's been doing a lot, a lot, a lot. I'll tell you, every time, um, every time I came in to do, um, you know, try to connect with you guys through like YouTube and stuff, and I'd give lessons, and it was so depressing because I was just sitting here like, you, you have no idea how depressing it was. Oh, you were sitting at home, so that was depressing too. But like, I was sitting here talking to a camera, and she would sit there through every single one of those lessons, and she was a big supporter, and um, so she is the reason you get to do a lot of the things you get to do. Um, the next is, um, I don't know, Musgrave. This is his, um, this is Musgrave's two-year anniversary. Um <laughs> He's been, our, he's been uh, our youth intern for two years now, this Wednesday, and, um, and the poor guy was in charge of our daily devos that we posted to Instagram and YouTube, and he mercilessly texted leaders every week, said, hey, could you record a devo? Hey, could you record a devo? Hey, could you record a devo? And he made sure that you guys were ministered to online and did like just every, every day it was different. Every day, whether he was sending Taco Bell to one of your houses or like just every day was different. Uh, so please make sure to thank Jordan sometime tonight for every, all the work he's put in. And then finally, you need to thank your youth leaders. Uh, even though a lot of us have had to stay home, especially at the beginning, had to stay home, your youth leaders were doing everything they could to reach out to you. Um, whether that meant trying to put together ridiculous like TikToks with them, like getting into, you know, getting into fridges and being piled under you know, piles of laundry and you know, taking their cat out of the refrigerator, um, to writing you notes and to trying to reach out to you, some of them, some of them showing up at your, in your yards. Uh, your youth leaders love you and have done everything they can to be there for you. So make sure you give your youth leaders some love on the way, from a distance, you know, on, on the way out. Uh, I'm so tired of saying that, but yeah, on the way out tonight. So um, just wanted to say that before we got into this. Um, but as I was thinking about this, there have been some special, I guess, youth group moments that I've had in my life. And for those of you that don't know, I have been at this church since I was five years old. Um, I've been at this church for 29 years uh, so some of you that are really good at math know how old I am, um, but I've been here for 29 years. I was five years old when we moved here, and I was part of the youth group. As soon as I turned in, like sixth grade, I was there, and I just remember freaking out my first night at youth group because it's like everybody here is like so much bigger than me, and they have like body odor because they've gone through puberty, and I haven't like, and it was so like, and, and for me at a sixth grader, and we met in that like the old church building because they hadn't built this building or that building yet. It was just a tiny little room. We were all packed in there like sardines. And then the church built an, you know, the, the worship center over there. And one night we had, we called it walkover night, and we walked over to our new little youth room. It's where the LKC room is now downstairs. And we had youth group there for a while. And then the youth group started growing when I was a teenager. And, and 
the church bought this little house right next door. I don't know if you've seen the little house. And we had youth group in that little house. And it was like, broke every fire code. Um, it would have been like a COVID supercell in 2020. Like, cause some, yeah, some, 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 like Laura was there, John was there in youth group with me. And it was, it was wild times at Lewis Memorial High. And, um, and then after we, after, yeah, we outgrew that building, um, what do we do? Yeah, it was literally, it was starting to get illegal, the amount of teens we were shoving in that building. Um, I was in college, I was starting to serve here. What do we do? Our church decided to take out a loan for $1.5 million to build this building that you're sitting in here now. And you may say, well, yeah, it's nice to go to a church that has like all kinds of money. And it wasn't necessary. I can tell you this. You know, we had some people that were generous, but a lot of it was little old ladies given a little bit extra out of their social security they got each month because they believed that teenagers were the next generation uh, to serve the Lord and they invested in you guys. So I remember in 2008, we had a big dedication service up here and we dedicated this building to God. And then in 2015, I got to be part of the service where we celebrated paying off, we paid off the, the loan and we, we burnt the uh, we, we burnt the, the note, like the, the mortgage. It was like a big thing. And pastor's like, this is the first time there's ever been a fire in this building. And I was just like, you know, those of you that know, <laughs> those of you that know how things work around here, we've got like scorch marks everywhere. Um, but um, so that was a special moment. Um, but tonight's a special moment too. Uh, we celebrate God's faithfulness in, in bringing us back. And we put a lot, as you can tell probably, in the stuff downstairs and up here. We put a lot of effort into bringing you back to the building safely. Why the effort? Why is it so important? Um, if you have your Bible, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, some of you, for the first time in months, like you can open your Bible and the wind's not gonna blow all the pages. And you're, you're gonna have like room to actually highlight stuff. And that's exciting. But the kind of the main point of our lesson tonight is that the body of Christ is essential. And I'm gonna explain what the body of Christ means because we're not talking about like a physical body. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it explains God's body as a church. I see some of you telling your friends, oh, my body's essential. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> meet me, catch me outside. You know, we'll, we'll take care of that. Um, but, uh, the body of Christ is essential. So we're going we're gonna to read kind of verse by verse. And I want to tell you a couple things about us as a youth group coming kind of back together as a gathering and back together as a church. Um, so let's read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to start in verse 12. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. And it's gonna explain this body of Christ thing. That might sound a little weird if you've never heard it. It says, for just as the body is one and has many members, right? The body is one body, but you've got many fingers and toes and some of you had like, have like a third toenail or something. I don't know. Um, you, you, one body, many members of the body. So it is with Christ. It's talking about the church. It's talking about how just like you know, the church is one church. It's made up of all kinds of different Members. Verse 13, for in one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but many. And now we're going to have body parts start talking. Just get ready. If the foot shall say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, that wouldn't make it any less part of a body. And if the ear should say, that's kind of funny for me to think about an ear talking, because uh, the ear's here. If an, anyway, if, if an ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong in the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? For some of you, that'd be a good thing. 
As God, but as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. So the first thing that we're going to talk about, we're a youth group, we're gathered, we're, we're part of our church, and, and we're kind of a little bit of a, we're, we're not a church, but we're a body in and of ourselves, we're a body of believers, and the first thing that we're going to learn about us as a youth group and about the body of Christ um, is that everyone has a place in the body of Christ. Yeah, I put a picture up here of a puzzle, um, and, and I, I used to do big puzzles, now I do like frozen puzzles. And Elsa puzzles. But you know, back in the day, I used to do big puzzles. And you, you dump the puzzle out and you're like, what in the world is this like one pink piece doing? Like, I don't see how it fits in this puzzle. And you go and you try to look at the picture and you just can't figure out where that puzzle goes, your piece of the puzzle goes. And sometimes you think, maybe they gave me a wrong piece. And sometimes we think about that when we get around a, a group of Christians, we think, I seem so different than these people. Like, I don't know if I fit into this group. Like there's like like five guys over here with orange shirts and I have a gray shirt on. I don't know if I fit. Yeah, I don't know if I fit in. Like like there yeah, there there are a bunch of guys play sports and I'm into yeah I'm into ma- manga. Where's Wyatt at? Yeah uh, yeah yeah. How how do I fit in? Like like I seem so different than everybody else. Look at what it it, it says here. It says if a foot should say because I'm not a hand I don't belong to the body, that doesn't make it any less part of the body. The fact that you're different is the reason why we need you to be a part of this youth group and not just to come, but to engage with, with each other. You know, the reason you're a little bit different than the people around you is because God put you here because you have a place and there's a reason for you to be here. Yeah, I, I remember as a sixth grader, I was one of only a few sixth graders in my youth group. Most of the people were a whole lot older than me and I thought, what in the world is my place here? And I soon realized that all the, you know, all the, all the older, you know, well, older people, the, all, all the older teenagers had boyfriends, they had girlfriends, they had jobs, they had a life. I didn't. So were there, there were things I could do for my youth group and I could do with my youth pastor. And there were things that I could do like ministry-wise that they couldn't do, or I guess they could do if they broke up with their girlfriend who they'd never marry anyway. And they could have done that. But you know, there, there are things for you. So you, if you feel a little weird here, I just want to say, we need you. If you feel weird, if, if, if you're a weird person, just look at the person next to you and let them know. Say, oh, I'm a, I'm a weird person. I, 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 figured there were, I figured there were a few of you out there. Um, I figured I wasn't the only one. And, and, and the thing is, the thing is we need each other. Look at, look at this. Even though the body has different parts, God brought them all together. So it's no, it's, it, there's, there's no like mistake that you're here tonight there's no mistake that your friend was like, hey, you want to come to youth group with me? There's no mistake that your parents decided to come to Lewis and, and be a part of this church. Look at how God, it's God who's in charge of who's in the church, who's in the body of Christ. Verse 18, it says, God arranged the members in the body. In verse 24, it says, God composed the body. In verse 29, it says, God has appointed people in the church with special gifts and special talents and special abilities. And I'm looking at people who have a lot of different gifts and talents and abilities. Some of you are awesome athletically. Some of you are not awesome athletically, but you're like the most artistic people ever. Like, like you can just whip out a pen and paper and boom, 
you know, a lot better than my stick figures. Some of you are, are in, like very talented musically. Like I, I love how like uh, it seems like we've become like the theater church. Like all the theater people are attracted to us. Maybe it's because I'm a dramatic person myself. Um, I don't know. But yeah, w- w- there are so many of you that have so many talents and so many gifts and so many abilities. And just because your talent isn't like somebody else's talent doesn't mean you don't belong here. It, what it really means is that we need you to be a part of us. So everyone has a place in this youth group. Everyone has a place in the body of Christ. The next thing that we learn as we read through this, um, it starts in verse 21. So let's read in verse 21. It says, the eye cannot say to the hand. Now we have body parts talking to each other. Okay, first we have an ear talking. Now we have body parts talking to each other. Some of you, this is like you're, you, you lay in bed and you swear this is going on in your body. You, you, you got the voices in your head. But anyway, verse 21, it says that I cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. I just can't get over imagining a conversation between an eye and a hand, but I need to move past that. Nor can the head say to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those parts of the body that we think are less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. Our unpresentable parts are treated with greater, greater, with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But there was that phrase I mentioned. God has composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. This is the important part in verse 25, that there may be no division in the body. No division in the body. All those figurative conversations between body parts, unfortunately, are conversations sometimes that happen among Christians. I'm I'm not going to try to point to a teenager. I'll just point to Matt back there. You're weird. You know, why do you run cross country and wear those those short shorts? Matt, I don't need, I I shouldn't pick on Matt. I don't need to see your legs, Matt. Uh, But we don't understand why... (laughs) Matt is a beast, by the way. He, he, he's leaving the church because I didn't show him respect. No, uh, he won that big Orange Theory challenge. He is a beast of a, of a man. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I may look at you and you have a different talent or different gift and ability and think, that's weird. That's cool if you want to do that at home, but don't bring that to church. Don't bring that to my youth group. What we realize is some of the people that are different than us in our youth group that, that, that may have some talents or some interests that, that we don't have, they're really the people that we need. Some of you think you are not technological people. Like, like you're, you, you, you don't understand the importance of it and you're just like, whatever. Like, you know. But do you know that we have a project we're getting, we're digi- some of you have heard that we're digitizing our teen clothing pantry. And the people that are going to be on the forefront of that project that is going to literally give teens that need clothes in the tri-state clothes, the people that are on the forefront of that project are Mark and his team of tech teens. Now, there's a, there, there's a slogan there. Mark and his team of tech teens who are going to be coding this website that teens can get on and reserve clothes that we will drop off with a gospel presentation. So everybody is essential, and our unity has to be protected. It says that there may be no, in in verse 25, no division in the body. And that word for division in the Greek, um, the Bible's originally written in the Greek, it's the word schisma. What does that sound like? Don't say a bad word if it sounds like a bad word. Yeah, okay, yeah, schism. Um, Anybody know, what in the world does schism mean? Is is that like, you know, you get that after COVID or before COVID? Like, like, like what does schism mean? Schism means a separation. I I wrote down a definition of how this word is interpreted. It means a division or a tear or a canyon. 
So I have a picture of the Grand Canyon. Everybody, anybody ever been in the Grand Canyon? I got to go to the Grand Canyon. I didn't see what the big deal was until I saw it, and I was like, well, that is a big hole. You know, it's, it's, you know the Grand Canyon is, is huge, and you look to the other side of the Grand Canyon, and there's this huge space in between you and the other side of, the, of that canyon, and that word schism talks about that, and here's what we've learned about the Grand Canyon is that that, that schism was not there at one point. But that water continually running carved out that schism. So sometimes divisions in our youth group, sometimes it's, it's like a slow division. It's, it's like, yeah, you know, I don't have much in common. with I do have a lot in common with Kate. We talk all the time, don't we? But, you know, I don't have much in common with Kate, you know. So I think I want to talk to Josh. You know, we have more in common. So I just don't spend much time with him. So I don't, get, I don't know Kate as well as I know Josh. So then Kate does something that I don't agree with him because I don't have a relationship with him. I'm like, man, can you believe that Cade is going to vote for candidate blank in the election? You know, and, and, and now we, yeah, the, the division keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. The Bible says there must be no division in the body of Christ. So that means we need to value each other equally. The next thing is in the body of Christ, gathering is essential. That's a big word we use a lot, right? Essential. Um, you know, look at the person next to you and let them know that you're essential. Because, because they, 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 they really are. Yeah, they really are essential, okay? Yeah, so we, we, are, we are a bunch of essential people today. Um, now, you don't have to go on and on elaborating about how your, your essentialness, um, but, but listen, I, I know I'm gonna look, yeah. We're all excited to be back, I know. Um, but I want you to look at these verses here, in ver- starting in verse 26. It says, look, this is important because some of you have gone through this during the pandemic. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. You know, to me, this is, this is what kept me up at night during this time where we weren't first able to see each other at all, and then we were able to see each other not quite as often. Is, that, is the thought that one of you might be suffering. One of you might be going through a different season of your life. And I wasn't able to be with you to suffer together with you. You know what's sad? Is that a lot of things did happen during that pandemic. I know several of you have lost loved ones during that pandemic. Um, there have probably been some breakups during the pandemic. Uh, some of you got some bad news or you found out your sports season was canceled or postponed during the pandemic. And one of the things that we need to have is this constant that no matter what happens, on Wednesday night, you're gonna be able to come and somebody will be able to suffer with you to have your back. It also says if one member is honored, all rejoice together. Sometimes there's nothing better and I was you know, so excited, I didn't know whether to cry or pee myself when I went into the park and I just heard the noise. You know the last time, it, it has been forever since that, the, the, the walls of that park reverberated with your ridiculously joyful screams and shouts and trash talking at the pool table and all that stuff. You were rejoicing together. Gathering is essential. Verse seven, 27, it says you, and that was written in plural. You know how you can be singular or it can be pure, plural. Like I can talk to this whole section over here. You guys are the right wingers over here. You're on the right side. And I can say, you right wingers are crazy. I'm not just talking to Joey. I'm talking to all y'all, right? Or I can point to Christian and say, Christian, you are crazy, right? <laughs> you can be singular or plural. In this sense, it was written in plural. So when it says you are the body of Christ, it's not saying you, Christian, are the body of Christ. It's saying 
you are the body of Christ. So it's, it's you, Christian, and Cade, and Ella, and Alexandria, and Laura, and Trevor, and I could go all the way around and waste all my lesson time doing it. You are the body of Christ, and then it says, and individually members of it. So what is church? Is church a building? No. Is church you individually? No. What is church? Church is when God's people get together and they suffer together and they rejoice together. So gathering is essential. So I'm going to make this promise to you. We are going to meet as long as we can and as consistently as we can during this difficult time. The next thing in the body of Christ, love is a lifestyle. There's this um, chapter 13 that um, 1 Corinthians goes into. The, you know, chapter 12 talks about the church, talks about the body of Christ. You know what chapter 14 talks about? Church, body of Christ. And then in, this, in the middle, there's this, I call it the love commercial. Because the, the church in Corinth, it was written to Corinth, they hated, they, they were, there were divisions. They were divided over personalities. Yeah, one was following this preacher named Paul. One was following this preacher named Apollos. And they were, they were divided over personalities. And their church was divided. So it's like almost like Paul, had, who was writing this, writing 1 Corinthians, had to stop and say, have it like a come to, you know what I mean by come to Jesus talk? Have like a come to Jesus talk with these people. And say, hold on now, I've got to have a come to Jesus talk with you guys. You need to love each other. Because they were all concerned about who was the most important in the church and whose task was the most important. But what does Paul say? Verse 1 of chapter 13, it says, If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but I don't have love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Man, that sounds like something I watched last night. Um, verse 2, And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith as to remove mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. If I give all that I have to the poor, pages stuck together, and deliver my body up to be burned, but I have love, not love, I gain nothing. You see what it's saying? The most important thing about us is not what we do, it's how we love. And then it talks about what love is, and if you've been around the youth group before, you know how we have this outline. It talks about what love is, what love isn't, and what love does. Love is patient and kind. What doesn't love do? It doesn't envy, boast. It doesn't... Once again, I feel like I've seen this before. Love does not, it does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable. It's not resentful. It doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing. Then what does love do? Love bears all things, believes all things, rejoices all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So we have to make love as a lifestyle. It's not just enough that we get together. It's not just enough that we make this teen clothing pantry together. We have to do it with love for each other. I wrote it down like this. If there's ever been a time when Christ-like love among Christians is countercultural, it's now. We need to love for the long haul. We need to love generously. We need to find people's needs and meet people's needs. And we need to be quiet, steady givers of love in a world full of noisy gongs. You know what I mean by gong? It says in verse 1 of chapter 13, if I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but I don't have love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. So when I think about those, I think about these cymbals here, you know. That wasn't very impressive. There we go. That was much better. Thank you. I've been, I've been learning drums while you guys have been gone. Um, so that wasn't very pleasant to the ears, was it? 
No, Riley liked it, but everybody else didn't like it. Uh, We're not very pleasant to the ears. You know, sometimes the things that we think impress people that we do to impress people, when we don't do it with love, we're just gongs. And that turns people off. That hurts the cause of Christ. Trust me. I turned on the TV and I heard two gongs really loud last night. Three, actually three gongs really loud. Like Christian's Christian's the only one that gets my joke. Uh, Really loud last night. We have to be people who love. We have to make love a lifestyle. And then the final thing, back in verse 12, we learned that um, the gospel changes lives. What kicked off this whole passage about living together as the body of Christ is this. It says in verse 4, Excuse me, verse three. It says, therefore, I want you to understand no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And here's the big, no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. When you became a Christian, God put his Holy Spirit inside you. If you've never become a Christian, I'd love to talk to you about that afterwards. When you became a Christian, God put his Holy Spirit inside you, made you a part of the body of Christ and he gave you a mission. And this is your mission. Your mission is to say Jesus is Lord to a world that doesn't believe it. How do we do that? It gets pretty lonely. You ever know how it feels to be kind of, you feel like you're the only one who's trying to live like Jesus is Lord and everybody around you is living the exact opposite? It was like that for me and I went to a Christian school, so I know it's like that for you. How do we get through it? How do we stay charged and fueled when Everybody around us is not saying that. They're they're saying and living the exact opposite is that we come together as the body of Christ and we proclaim, we say, we we believe that Jesus is Lord together and then we go tell people that Jesus is Lord. The gospel changes lives. And one thing we're gonna do as a youth group now that we're back in the building is we're gonna go full steam ahead to tell people who don't know about Jesus how their lives can be changed by Jesus. I got a picture here of New York City pre-March. Now we look at that and we're like, <gasps> you know, but you have New York City pre-March. Think about all those people, and in New York, a lot of them are still locked down. So think about most of those people, unless they're tourists, they're holed up in an apartment somewhere, scared to death. And a lot of them probably don't know Jesus. Going through this pandemic's been tough, but you know what's worse than going through a pandemic? Going through a pandemic without the hope that Jesus gives us as believers. There are people that you play volleyball and football and soccer against and with. There are people that you see their eyes (laughs) from behind masses. You walk the halls in school that need Jesus. And some of them are realizing it now more than ever. So the gospel changes lives. So I know I promised you F words and you can probably tell by the look on my face, I can't deliver tonight. I was gonna give you, I always like to alliterate the application points and I have no F words, I only have L words tonight. So I hope that you will please forgive me and I will do my best to bring the F words back next week. So here are the three L words. Drew, just go to the last slide so people that are taking those can, 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 can write them down. We're right up against our time here. So the first is lay it aside. You know, what is stopping us from meeting together and what's stopping us from, from loving each other? You know, one of the reasons that we're trying to be very careful, and I'm not a big fan of you, or I don't prefer to wear masks. I don't wear them very often. One place I wear them is on Sunday morning, and one place when we're doing it, when we're in the park and we're moving, it's here, because one of our youth leaders is 73 years old, and he hasn't been back yet. He wants to come back, Um, but you know who we need back in our youth group? We need Don Hampton back in our youth group. We need his wisdom 
We need his experience. You know, some of you know Don because he was your tag leader and he showed up at your baseball games and football games and basketball games. For some of us, wearing a mask when we go up the stairs and down the stairs is a small price to pay to be able to have the wisdom of Don Hampton in our youth group over the next few months. So some of the things that are, I don't like or in it are important to me, um, I'm willing to lay those aside temporarily so that we can meet together. And thank you guys. You guys have been awesome this whole time. When we were meeting in the tent, we had to, you, know, you had to put the itchy hand sanitizer on, and, and some of you don't wear masks very often, and you've come and you... Thank you. You model this. You, I always say teens model this stuff better than adults. And, and once again, you, you've come through shining. The next is lean into 2020. <laughs> 2020's turned into a bit of a cuss word. Uh, yeah, it's like every, every month is a new book of, uh, chapter in the book of Revelations. Um, but but, but what if, I believe God has some big plans for us in 2020. If it weren't for 2020, we would have never got this teen clothing, pa- clothing pantry digitized. And we're, we're headed that direction. And the final one is lift up each other in prayer. Um, one thing I really am missing, and I can't, we will be doing it at some point. I can't wait till we can do it, is have our circle prayer back. Have our, put somebody in the middle and just, you know, you know they, they all smell our collective BO, and we like shower them with prayer and sweat and saliva. This is not COVID friendly. <laughs> and saliva and all that stuff. And we make sure we know, they know that we love them. But we need to be lifting each other up in prayer. So look to the person next to you on the right. Look to the person next to you on the right, uh, on, the, on the left. Look to the person in front of you. Look to the person behind you. Make a note of who they are and plan to pray for them this week. Oh, we got to pray and we got to get out of here. Um, but before we do it, I want you to know you are important to our youth group. Whether it's your first time here or whether you're a lifer, you, you are important to us. So I want to try something tonight, and you're always like, yeah, yeah, everybody just braces themselves when I say that, I know, Um, is is that I do want to have a time of prayer together. I want to have a circle, but here's what I want to ask to do. Um, And this is a little bit impromptu, but maybe uh, Wyatt and Jordan uh, can move that, fold that partition up real quick. And what I'd like to do is we're going to have to, since we're going to be kind of, we'll probably be a little closer to each other than you are right now. So we'll have to put our masks on, but I'd like for us to make a big circle around the room. Don't, you know, we can't hold hands. I'm not asking you to do that. But to make a big circle around the room and have a time of prayer together before we're dismissed. So look, look at these guys. Are fat. They're quick on the draw. I mean, they're just, they're just ready. I mean, they're, 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 these guys are professionals. So, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, so everybody find a spot on the wall. You can stay up here on stage too. Uh, just find a spot. Um, you know, please, yeah, I'm going to put mine on too. I don't know how this is going to work with my microphone. There we go. So just find a spot. Please, uh, please find a spot. And uh, let's see. I don't know where I'm going to go now. why we're doing the mask. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stand right here. Um, so we can't, yeah, we're, we're not going to reach out and, and, and touch each other, um, but I just want you to look at the circle. This is exciting. We are back. Uh, we're ready to worship, learn about, and serve God. So I'm going to pray. And then after I pray, um, I know this is an exciting night, um, and I want to talk to you a lot of y'all, but the way that we're going to do the hangout time after youth group now is uh, we're just going to ask you to head on down the stairwell into the parking lot. And once, it's, once you're in the parking lot, 
It's, it's, it's like the purge. It's like the Hunger Games. Anything goes. You know? <laughs> so you guys can hang out, play ninja, whatever you want to do, okay? So, uh, so I'm going to lead us in prayer, and then we're going to get out of here. So let's pray. Uh, Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. You've been so faithful um, through these difficult times. Uh, thank you that we are the body of Christ, and we have been gathering, and now we have a place that we can gather. Don't have to worry about rain. Don't have to worry about hot weather, cold weather. And we can just totally focus on you. We can totally focus on meeting each other's needs and caring for each other. So God, I pray that over the next few months as we continue to gather, that we will suffer together and that we'll rejoice together and that we, not individually, but we coming together will be the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Refuel podcast. If you have any questions or would like to review the notes from this podcast, be sure to download the Refuel app from the App Store on any mobile device.